0: Dan, yeah, it's so good to see you again, man. Yeah, Thanks for having us. great to see you, of course. Thanks for having us. This beautiful facility.
1: Um, I think most people know, but for anybody that doesn't, what's Kaliva? Tell everybody what Kaleva is. Yeah, well, Kaleva is one of the largest vertically integrated cannabis companies in California, and we aspire to be known as the most trusted brand in cannabis for the consumer products that we produce.
0: So I want to get into that trusted brand statement. Sure. That's a big statement. Well, let's talk about just the products. First of all, I was looking at the new headset data that came out for California. You're at the top of the list for pre-rolls and flowers
1: and vapes. And what other products you guys, there's a bunch, big range of products. We have about 30 different SKUs. Uh, the way that we look at the market today is we really look at three different product categories, product categories that are um, fun for you, product categories that um, are good for you and product categories that provide relief for you. Okay. Uh, because we've produced a lot of our own raw materials of flour and oil, and where the market is today, we've really concentrated on producing very high-quality, consistent flour, high-quality, consistent pre-rolls, and high-quality, consistent vape. Uh, and so we saw the headset data too, and headset's a great partner of ours, and, and we're really excited to be well-represented in, in, uh, in a lot of their rankings. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just great for the industry um, where there's actually good, solid market research out there. But for sure, what we see from consumers is that consumers are looking for brands that they can trust when they either continue to choose cannabis or whether they it's cannabis you know decision or choice for them for the first time and how do you build that trust like
0: obviously with your own products but then you also sell third-party products. So how does does that work? How does that trust balance work?
1: Sure. I I mean in in terms of the the, the different product selection, it's really important for us to make sure that it's easy and convenient for a consumer to get everything that they want on a one-stop shop. Mm -hmm. We're never going to make everything, so we rely on really great partners like Adocist or Papa and Barkley or Kiva to be able to create uh, and for us to be able to sell very complimentary products. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we look at trust, it really comes down to confidence. So a consumer needs to have confidence in your product, and where does that confidence come from? Well, your product better do what it says it's gonna do, number one, so just being able to have that credibility in the product. Number two is there has to be such a high level of safety confidence that a a customer and a consumer has in your product. And then really third is uh, just consistency, consistency of dosage and experience. Um, So those are three real critical things But what we found is it goes beyond the product, it actually goes into the entire experience. Where and how did they first um, interact with your brand online? Was that a trusted experience? Uh, Were you able to interact with somebody through a chat to be able to answer your questions? When you came into the dispensary, did you feel rushed or did you feel like you actually had somebody to talk to for 12 to 15 minutes? The packaging, was the packaging informative, was it helpful, was it discreet? we really focused on this you know, consumer experience and we find when we do deliver a trusted experience, there is no better marketing than word of mouth marketing. When somebody has a great experience, they want to tell the world around how great of an experience it was. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we certainly, again, are, are building our business to be the most trusted brand in cannabis. And you've built that business pretty
0: significantly. The scale is growing. Just walk through the whole facility. It's beautiful and totally clean, totally up to date. Great to hear. Anybody that has questions about the legality and safety of cannabis should come here and check it out. It really is pretty remarkable. As you scale, how do you maintain that trust? I mean, you've got like three hundred employees now, something like that. Right. What's the playbook like that? Do you spend a lot of time sort of building that
1: playbook? It, it, it's a daily conversation where, in, in a daily basis, we don't mention trust, but we mention everything underlying trust. Um, so we exist for to deliver against the brand promise around consistency, transparency, and accessibility. So we're obsessed about the consumer, and, and about what that consumer experience is. So when we look at, at saying consistency of products, it's everything from the standard operating procedures of why, that's why it's so important to grow our own products and raw materials around flour and oil, in-house packaging and production. So consistency for us is huge. Uh, transparency is is um, absolutely important all of our products are made right here in our you know headquarters here in San Jose um, Mm -hmm. under um, I'd say very compliant you know regulations and sometimes overly compliant regulations um, that that we instill on ourselves Um, but also the what we use both in the plants and what our kind of testing results are obviously very transparent and accessible. We work really, really hard to make sure that if a consumer wants to get a Caliva product, whether that's in a dispensary, whether that's through one of our partners like Ease, whether that's in their favorite dispensary, and. San Diego, or whether it's through another third party. um, We find it's really critical, um, once they've chosen Kaleva, that they have a convenient way to be able to get Kaleva on a move forward basis.
0: Yeah, you talk about the different ways you can get it. It's really interesting, right? You can come into the Kaleva branded retail store. You can use the Kaleva, just direct delivery, Kaleva.menu, right? Right. And then you can also use Ease, which may surprise some people, that you have your own delivery, and then also use Ease. How is that sort of balanced out? How do you make that announcement?
1: Yeah, that, and we're in uh, over a hundred dispensaries up and down the state who are really close partners to mm-hmm. ours. So, mm-hmm. so um, I think I, again, our our mantra is to work with the the very best people in the industry who are providing great consumer value for us. You know, we're a very regional dispensary, so we're really focusing on you know the San Jose and the local residents who come in and say hey, if they're new, they spend 12 to 15 minutes actually asking our wellness consultants what type of cannabis options they should use many form relationships with these uh, uh, wellness consultants they come in and check in with them to see what's new those types of things so we think retail is really critical for delivery um, there's no better delivery platform at, you know in California than ease when you look at saying i need to get my cannabis solutions in a very timely manner for the most like optimized, o- optimized price have the best coverage yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know but but it, it's almost it, it, to me there there Value proposition of, of speed and value is kind of unmatched, yeah. um, and then you know we supplement that from a Cleveland menu standpoint uh, on a very broad selection of relief for you and good for you products. Uh, but we also find our dispensary partners up in the state are like us um, in that they know their local market way better than we do, and we're we're happy to support them. I think. Um, Our dispensary partners appreciate that we know how hard it is to run a dispensary. Mm -hmm. So hopefully um, we have the credibility when we're making recommendations and saying, hey, we've made all the mistakes that you don't have to. here's Here's the types of products that actually worked and sold in our dispensary. That's what helps us uh, go out and have credibility with other dispensaries. So and, all those channels for us are really important. And how does the new product development work? I mean, there's
0: thirteen grow rooms, yeah, and so there's thirteen strains at any time,
1: or more than that, or no, there's probably less than thirteen strains. We probably have about four or five production strains, okay. and we're probably experimenting with a you know another I'd say six to ten strains.
0: And how do you develop a new strain or a new product? Is that like a think tank room that you mm-hmm. all sit? So Together or,
1: you
0: know, <laughs> yeah, it was like a fun day.
1: yeah, it, exactly. So, so there, there absolutely is a lot of experimentation, and there's a lot of focus groups that, and that our wellness consultants, our product team, marketing team, everybody volunteers to do that. Um, but we, we, sure. we, when you look at again, going back to the product categories, I, I think we've done a decent job in the fun for you categories. You know, as shown by that headset data around our products in flower and pre rolls and in vape. Um, there's a lot of formulation, I'd say innovation that we've done in vape. Really our focus moving forward are these categories around a relief for you and fun for you categories. So what you'll see from us is, is looking at kind of broad based uh, you know, categories in everywhere from the, um, the you know, lotions to beverages um, to different types of product types. Um, that fit in that relief for you and fun for you type categories. So, the innovation that we look at, we look at dosage innovation. Um, how do we ingrain cannabis into people's daily lives through microdosing? We look at formulations. What are the right formulation mixtures everywhere from cannabinoid um, formulations to actually um, terpenes, the types of terpenes that actually make it more effective, and then form factors. How do people generally want to be able to ingest, you know, cannabis on a daily basis? Is it from beverages? Is it from an inhaler? Right? Is it? Is it from? Uh, we saw, you know, a, uh, you know just. I see every every different form factor you could um, imagine: sublinguals, patches, um, yeah. yeah, sure. And people are getting contacts. I mean, people are getting more and more innovative on everything. Contacts. So <laughs> that's intense. So, um, so we you know we generally we generally focus on existing consumer behavior and trying to make that cannabis experience easier versus harder.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about vapes just specifically. Yeah. I see the five ten vape. Everywhere. Seems like everybody and their mother and their uncle's cousin is making a vape pen. You guys have done very
1: well in this category. Why? What do you think sets you guys apart there? yeah i i think when we looked at the vape at the 510 category um we had the same notion i was very actually hesitant of having a product line there but because it was so popular and familiar we decided to dip our toes into it and i think our sessions product line given that we were able to do all of our in-house formulations we really followed and looked at, at a consumer and said what does a day in the life of a cannabis consumer look like is there something for the morning time daybreak is there something for an afternoon, you know, uh, pick me up, afternoon delight? Mm-hmm. Is there something around a, you know, get off of work and enjoy something analogous to happy hour, kiss the sky? And then, uh, is there something that actually helps me sleep, pillow talk? So we decided to d- develop this kind of follow the sun sessions, pick your session, find your session, and it really resonated with consumers. Um, so they they really found, hey, this fits into my life. Um, what we're just as excited about is our um, our product line around Geos. Um, we had seen that there was some challenges uh, in previous vape um, proprietary hardware and 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 having some of those pods. And we really were, uh, I'd say, thoughtful around really going into a partnership with somebody who's developing proprietary hardware. And, and the Geo hardware um, and the Geo cartridges and the Geo sales have just really exceeded every expectation that we have, um, both through Ease and in our retail store, and it's our best-selling proprietary um, uh, vape, but it's also our best-selling vape. So um, the the hardware around it and the experience, I think, is far superior than any five, ten, or any other proprietary hardware out there.
0: And from what I know, the uh, licensing behind the Geo is a lot more favorable than the other one that we won't mention at the moment.
1: But. Yeah, I mean, they've been great partners um, through and through, so they've really committed to doing this. But the consumer reception to be able to, to at, at, at at that experience has really um, far surpassed anything that that we've seen out there in the market. Mm-hmm.
0: Got it. I want to talk about licensing a a little bit and regulation. You guys are just the classic case study of vertical integration, right? Would you say it's everything that it could be? Is it everything that you hope for? Are you seeing the tremendous savings that come from stacking all those licenses?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think like anybody who's gone through the process uh, we have a very complex relationship with the you know uh, the BCC and the the licensing situation out here it's we would like to have more regulation than there is um, for sure and we would love to have the BCC have um, more you know resources uh, for sure as well. I think on a macro level clearly the state is underrepresented in terms of number of dispensaries out there. Um, Last time I checked there's 418 licensed adult use dispensaries um, for a population of 40 million over half of who voted for legalized uh, cannabis uh, that can't serve you know 20 something million people. Mm -hmm. Um, So on one level I wish there was a lot more licenses. For us personally in terms of going through all the licenses um, we appreciate the regulation. We appreciate the, um, uh, the actual work that goes into stay compliant. We'd be doing that because it's actually just good business. Um, it's the right thing to do for the consumer. We love that the BCC is putting these regulations in place. We think that they've done an amazing job in comparison to other states uh, in terms of the right regulations. July 1st was a very, very good, uh, I think, transitionary period for them. So. We're 100% supportive of what those regulations and licenses are. It makes us a better company. It provides a better product to a consumer, but on a macro basis, we really wish there were more dispensaries available to consumers up and down the state.
0: You know, it's a really refreshing perspective. Most of the companies that I talk to, they're like, the regs, and they're gonna change again, and I don't know how to get my license. It's killed a lot of businesses, as you know. How do you think you guys have traversed this so well? I mean, you're sure. leaps and bounds ahead of many companies out there, just in that aspect.
1: Yeah, and and I appreciate the feedback. Uh, what's important to note is that at Caliva, all we care about is actually the the making the industry better. So, so we really don't spend we never put it this way we never look at competition Mm. we don't see anybody as competitors or competing against things we see people as partners and how do we help each other we know that all boats rise with the tide Mm. and our job i think our collective job is to be able to introduce trusted cannabis into people's lives to be able to make an effect and improve their lives in terms of different types of options like opioids and those types of things. So on one level, um, we're we're in this for the industry. On a second level, um, the way that we've personally and individually gone about this is we're in it for the long term. So so we built um, from day one a foundational vertically integrated asset. To be able to deliver as an independent company for a very long period of time to be able to produce great products. Mm-hmm. That uh, means that there's a lot more capital investment that happens up front, uh, a lot more planning, um, but that's paying off. But there was a significant amount of investment when we all said, why are we in the business and what is the trajectory of the business? But when we talk about plans, we talk about seven and 10 year plans. So it, it's, um, It's just a different, I'd say, approach than a lot of other companies have been able to take. And the goal has always
0: been a profitable cash flow business. that Never, you have an exit or you must be at least a little tempted by the Canadian four-way reverse merger. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the times we live in. You guys must talk about it at least. Um,
1: In all all sincerity, um, we only talk about the consumer and what do we do to produce great products that will fit and integrate into their daily lives. We know we need to do that profitably and we know do we need to do that uh, on an economical basis, but when we look at the value um, that Caliva will bring and, and ultimately the equity that we build in the company, it's all about that brand trust and that brand equity and what do we do for that. So that is our holy grail, North Star, is to be that trusted brand in cannabis for the consumer. Um, but clearly in terms of um, financial planning and outlooks in terms of being able to take in capital at the at the lowest cost possible yeah you have to be able to look at you know canadian public markets and you have to look at other you know um, public market uh, items there's no immediate plans that we have in any of that but obviously we pay attention to that with the notion of saying um, is that a right fit for our business with growth plans and it's been great to see you know other companies be successful in that Uh, that's really driven from i think consumer Uh, Demand and confidence in in what they see as a a, a great substitute to other products out there, namely alcohol and opioids.
0: You hit it on the
1: head, alcohol and opioids. I mean, at the end of the day, that is the best
0: contribution that cannabis has. To the world i think like, like single maybe it helps you sleep right That that's a big one too yeah i mean
1: you know we have thirty thousand consumers that come through the doors of kaliva in order they say three things they say i have pain can you help it make it go away um, i need to sleep can you help me sleep mm-hmm. and i have anxiety can you help with anxiety so, so i think the the contributions to cannabis while we are benefiting in support and all, uh, you know, appreciate the fun for you category, which is it's it's a great recreational option um, that I would defend until you know, till the cows come home. Uh, I think the greatest contribution with increased um, scientific rigor and study and innovation and advancements will be how do we take a big chunk out of opioids from pain? How do we have a natural health and wellness for sleep? And how do we bring a lot more balance to people's lives who suffer from anxiety? And, and, th- and that's why I think growing from the 300 people that we are today to the, you know, we're targeting 500 people uh, within the next, you know, I'd say six months everybody's mission-based. Everybody has a sense of purpose around what they do and, and it gets everybody uh, you know putting that extra effort in on a daily basis.
0: Absolutely, yeah. How do you scale the culture? I mean that's a lot of people in a quick amount of time. Sure. Uh, do you still meet with everybody? Do you interview <laughs> everybody? I mean like how do you, how do you maintain that?
1: Yeah, um, I think things work for different companies and different people so I'll comment on just uh, the company and then I'll comment on, on me personally. I think as a company we really, um, we really strive for uh, people who are making long-term decisions. So people who are challenging assumptions, using some data, but also being able to use their own experience to make, make the right decision for the long term with the consumer in mind. We really look for um, you know, people who are naturally curious, who um, just go beyond what, you know, what they see and really challenge those, um, uh, challenge what has been done before to come up with new and innovative ideas. And then this is an industry you have to be passionate about. There's just no way that you can be successful unless you have a passion, either for the industry, for the company, for the products, um, for the people. It Doesn't have to be passionate about all of those things, but it has to be a passion about some of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me personally, what I've what I've generally found is um, I appreciate. I think number one is a uh, a sense of uh, diversity in terms of viewpoints, experiences backgrounds to be able to come across a table and to be able to w- work in that um, mesh so you just get different thinking and different perspectives because in the end of the day that's what our consumers um, are too is, is different people in different perspectives. Um, I tend to provide a long uh, and open amount of autonomy for people to be able to get their job done and, and I think there's two things that I um, clearly stand out to be able to to say here's what's needed. One is uh, I try to give them goalposts that don't move every <laughs>
0: every two weeks. Which is a hard thing to
1: do in, really in a growing is. business. Yeah, yeah, It really is. So being able to set what that long-term plan is, knowing that it's going to be a windy, curvy, rocky road to get there, mm-hmm. but you have to be able to set what those long-term goalposts are. I think we've done that. And then I think it, it's leading by example of ensuring... Of what the uh, kind of worst that we will put up with. So, I've often found any manager or leader's credibility is determined by what they actually, uh, what behaviors they put up with within their business and industry. And uh, I know that we'll be judged, I'll be judged for that. So we, 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 we are always cognizant of that. So those are the two, I'd say, um, guideposts around that. And we try to recruit people who both care about the same things that we do, um, and that would thrive into a high-performing atmosphere that's very goal-oriented with, with an ability to move, move around a long way, but hopefully you know, make strides towards what we're trying to get to. Do you
0: find that it's tough to attract talent? I find a little bit of a trend in the cannabis industry of the highly technical people. Um, Maybe they could go get a little higher salary if they worked at Genentech or more traditional. Are you seeing that? And how do you kind of combat that?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a really great question. We're learning it. Um, We've had we've had some um, really big misses on um, On some uh, some roles over the years, but we're we're narrowing that down and we've recently had Just amazing talent. So let me walk you through our kind of VP of manufacturing uh, Who we just brought on who's uh, just a complete rock star Um, He had um, an insane, you know, natural curiosity of how very complex things work. He had a really good understanding and appreciation that growing a natural plant and the manufacturing that plant into a product is really, really difficult to do mm-hmm. and to do that on a consistent basis. Um, and he was an extremely good um, people manager who actually had a very high respect and, um, uh, and great relationship with the plant with cannabis. So that combo has worked fantastically for us. When it hasn't worked, it mainly hasn't worked when you dig into the covers because people don't realize how hard cannabis is. Mm. Uh, and I, when I say hard, I mean a vertically integrated company where you're producing all your raw materials in a, in a compliant fashion and economical fashion and, and yeah. going through the manufacturing and distribution of it. it it's the most challenging uh, you know, business, industry, company that I've ever been a part of. Uh, and that's what excites me and the leadership team because uh, it's such a monumental challenge, um, and there's so much to do, um, but it's so exciting um, for the progress that we're making. As well. Super exciting. One of the really interesting
0: cogs in that, wheel, I think, is the testing piece. You guys do a lot of in-house sure. testing, but you're also mandated to send it out to a third-party lab. Right. Talk about sort
1: of that balance, and like the testing in-house is sort of peace of mind for you in a way.
0: Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yes and no. I mean, the the again, regulations to me are just a lot of really good business decisions and doing the right thing for the consumer, and we just get uh, measured around how well we do that. But regardless if those regulations or not, we should be testing our product just like any other you know FDA food company would and should. We test our product internally first and foremost to ensure that at any stage of the crop or oil that we can actually detect any issues. Um, so we don't internally test to make sure that it's going to pass external testing. We test to make sure that we can test, measure, iterate um, uh, about the plant health and the oil quality at every stage. It so, so we, Exactly, so we use that for consistency. We use that for, um, uh, for improving the health and optimizing it. Does it give us a really good confidence level that it passes? Um, That's going to pass a third-party testing lab. Absolutely. Do we think that there's a lot of work to be done in third-party testing labs to c- calibrate their machines, you know, purchase more advanced machines, have multiple machines and multiple tests? One hundred percent. I mean, I, I think if you had our, our team of scientists in here, when. They look at some of the SOPs around testing labs and they, they do one-off tests and they're not doing you know a, a panel of three tests and, and being able to ca- uh, calibrate that, they would pull their hairs out. So, so we think there's a long way to go in terms of uh, improved scientific rigor around the testing for cannabis. And we look forward to both the BCC driving some of that, but we also are hopeful that the industry and the testing labs are driving some of that as they get increased capital as well.
0: When I see numbers, like outrageous numbers, like 80% of... California cannabis has pesticides or you know these outrageous headlines right. um, Where's that coming from? I mean it's not coming from these labs. I just looked it's not, it's not here. Right. Where is all this defective cannabis coming?
1: Yeah, I, I think the there was a fundamental shift from July 1st moving forward without question. and I think the industry saw that with the lack of supply and the lack of uh, having tested childproof packaging products on the shelf. But before July, um, that was clearly the case. Um, There was not an incentive for a lot of providers to ensure that they had tested products. And because of that, a vast majority of the products um, were failing general testing. So um, the industry over the last really uh, two and a half months has gone through an an absolute fundamental shift. Um, And we've certainly benefited from that, but we've also suffered from that in our retail dispensary where we've had to change out so many different vendors because we haven't been able to get consistent product on our shelves.
0: Wow. Um, yeah, let's talk about other partners. We talked about sure. Headset. You and I originally met when I worked at Onfleet. Yeah. Um, you use Trellis, I believe, which we is a, another close company to us. Maybe give some advice for founders or people that are trying to build products that you would use. You know, is there something in the world that you Doesn't exist that you wish were there. Credit card payments. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah,
1: I I mean, I I think, um, but
0: that's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of sort of like crypto solutions there that haven't caught on. I mean, what do you think of what's available and out there?
1: Well, I I think back to your question around just you know advice to founders. I I think it's a um, I I think that the general focus um, is a cookie cutter focus out in the cannabis industry today, and I'm looking forward to see that change, but. The vast majority of uh, companies look to the largest potential market size by customers and would say, okay, if there's 418 dispensaries in California and you've that out to the United States, the average dispensary does a million to $2 million in sales. And is essentially a retailer, not vertically integrated. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would love to see is, is that there were ERP type of systems or other types of systems that would actually say, you know what, we are we are analogous to the Oracle or the SAP or the Salesforce of you know, Cannabis. And we know that we're actually going for a very complex, you know, large-scale vertically integrated company because that's if we get that right, we think we can scale down. Um, But because it's a lower cost to be able to produce and, and, and easier to be able to scale, a lot of the technology companies at least have started with that kind of smaller footprint. That's also what they have access to. It's what they have access to, but what I've generally found in terms of uh, having a background in technology, the use case that you're going to see there, there's going to be some limit in terms of how much they're going to push your software and how much they're going to use. So, I'm, I'm hopeful that people take on really hard challenges. Mm. Um, and uh, Like that's, credit cards? Well, sure. Payments, mm-hmm. um, subscriptions, uh, delivery—you uh, know, inventory, merchandising, sell-through—all the traditional things that happen in, in retail. I mean, if the, you know, the the biggest challenge today that I think is unmet by anybody in the cannabis industry is a product information management system that manages and helps update different menus and products and manages inventories. Mm-hmm. So, if you ask most dispensary. Uh, managers, they're clicking and poking and updating their weed maps and updating their meadow and updating their shelves, and it's all a manual process. Um, these dispensary managers, they work six to seven hour, six to seven days a week, twelve plus days. So, how do you make their lives easier? Um, and how do you really go after the, the bigger, significant challenges? So, I'm I'm hopeful to see more complex um, solutions, you know, from third party partners there in the future.
0: And I think the perception is that a lot of the smaller shop owners are not data focused they're sort of not as tech savvy is that a a stereotype or you think there's some some truth to
1: that yeah I mean I I think the reality is if you've ever walked in the shoes of a small business owner let alone a small dispensary owner it's just hard it is is so difficult so in order to make their lives easier I, I I think anybody who's ever opened a dispensary has the smarts to do a lot of stuff well. And if they need a technical manual to learn the software, the software is probably wrong, mm-hmm. because I bet you they're using Instagram and they're using Facebook and Without they're using help, and they're yeah. using Ease and, and they don't need any help on that. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I wouldn't say that the uh, that the tech savviness of a dispensary owner is an impediment to. Uh, technology. I would say that uh, you know technology needs to fit into what their what their business is, and sometimes it's sometimes the reality is is people don't. You can't just give them a login and password and say, "Hey, use this." You actually need to provide managed services to be able to to, to help Super, them out. So, yeah. yeah so I, I think those are the people that will win that will come in not just with you know data and technology, but that will come in and say, "Hey, I can actually." Run this as a managed service for you. So, looking looking forward to more yeah. of those uh, you know complex uh, you know complex problems being solved by. By really smart people out there. Super exciting. You talked about sort of the scale of Caliva.
0: Sure. How do you describe that? You know, what are the metrics that you look at when you wake up in the morning? You know, sure. how, how does growth work for you?
1: Yeah, we, we look at one primary number, which is number of consumers served. So we, we have that up in a big screen at our you know office headquarters, and um, we're very focused on how many consumers um, have chosen Caliva. Uh, We're very um, focused on how many repeat customers that we have, very focused on what products that they are purchasing and from what channels that they are purchasing from. Mm -hmm. So we look at a lot of those demand uh, demand metrics to really see are we doing our job of uh, making people know who Kaleva is. Uh, being consistent and doing what we said we we're going to do when we when they actually try that product so that they'll come back, mm-hmm. and do we have a right um, you know the correct portfolio um, of you know products for them for their daily different cannabis needs. Mm-hmm. So I'd say those are the main you know areas of focus operationally. We obviously look at do we have the right mix of production capacity and are we doing that at a efficient you know manner and cost. Uh, and then we look at you know, where, where's the future growth of our business and, uh, and where do we um, uh, you know, look to invest in, in terms of where, where consumers are asking for and, and where we think, uh, even if consumers don't know what the next form factor of their product is, can we make some informed uh, decisions for you know, product development in, the, in this form factor? Yeah.
0: Awesome transition about the future. Uh, there's the retail store here. There's a new one coming in LA. Did, did I get that right? Or yeah,
1: we'll, we'll have a, I'd say you know through different partnerships, um, we'll have uh, increased I'd say retail and delivery options throughout the state with all being around how do we make it easier for people to access Khaliva products.
0: And other states, are you thinking about that? Yet?
1: We've had great conversations with really high quality partners from other states. Uh, we've been fortunate that a lot of that has been in, inbound interest um, and we're currently talking through co-licensing and co-branding relationships in a number of key states for us. <laughs> Still very early on but we're we're very, I'd say, encouraged by those conversations. Um, and that that's definitely on our uh, list of planning decisions to make, of, of which, which ones we prioritize first.
0: And all of this certainly is not cheap. How about fundraising?
1: Where are you in that process? Sure. So uh, we 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 are fundraising. Yeah. So it's a, it's you know we we've, we've been fortunate to have a, you know early investors um, be, you know be part of the company and, and haven't had to go out to, to fundraise. Um, we are we are now just ha- having almost completed our initial first round of fundraising. So we're I can't comment too much on it because we're you know still in the, in the middle of it, but. But I'd say that we will come out with an announcement at the end of October, or early November, about the, um, the completion of our initial round. And these are going to be institutions? Are we
0: still talking about high net worth individuals? What's the, what's the profile? Like?
1: Yeah, I think you'll see a mix of both. Um, we've been so fortunate at Cleva to have what I think is, is the, the best roster of investors out there. Uh, and they span uh, you know, a great mix of people, um, but it, it's uh, the amount of value add that they have and, and the belief around that their uh, consumers are looking for the most trusted brand in cannabis and that cleave has an ability to execute against that has been humbling, um, but we're so excited about the partners uh, that we have, and I think we'll, we'll talk more about that when Uh, when we make the funding announcement, Um, but yeah, we're we're really excited for the really diverse amount of uh, investors that we have.
0: Well, just knowing what I know about the market at the moment, you're going to have no problem raising money. I don't think you, right, you must right. have a tremendous amount of interest here. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit, just to you personally. Sure. Did you ever expect to be the CEO of this ever-growing cannabis conglomerate? I mean, it, where did you think your life would take you?
1: <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I always joke that there's a whole bunch of people that try to make their life easier, and I uh, try to do the opposite. I always try. <laughs> try to say, hey, what what's the next challenge and how do you keep you on on your toes? And, and for, for me, uh, there's no more important mission than to be able to deliver a natural health and wellness option for people for the first time to, to really self-prescribe what that is for them. So th- there's nowhere else where I'd wanna be able to put my time and energy. So I, I just think of it as a gift, a responsibility. Um, I wanna be as accountable as anything, but, but given that there are you know, soon to be millions of people that are choosing Kaleva for their natural health and wellness. I take that as a big responsibility. So, no, I never saw or planned, you know, to be to be in this mix. Yeah. Uh, but I feel so fortunate to be a leading a great team of a uh, 300 people, and my job is to is to make sure that they have the tools to get their job done and tell them what the goalpost is. So, I hopefully am supporting them to. To help them uh, achieve what we what we all want to achieve. And
0: how does that affect your schedule? I mean, your day must be crazy, different all the time. What what's a normal day look like, or is there normal?
1: Yeah, um, I don't necessarily know it's normal. um, But a long time ago, I've I've given up my schedule being my own. Mm. Um, So I, I think it's I think it's important that you have a you know a certain cadence where. You work and set boundaries uh, with people in terms of communication, and, and I often make sure that um, I know if I send an email at two o'clock at night, that uh, implies that somebody should be responding to me at like you know at two twenty, and so I try to be very careful around you know what what type of examples to be able to lead on that. Um, but I think we actually do a pretty good job of setting a cadence around meetings, setting expectations of, of what's there, and I find. If I find that um, you set great goalposts for people um, that the conversations that you have are hey what can I do to remove obstacles to get to that goal post and it's a lot less firefighting and craziness um, that happens but that still happens in the industry yesterday somebody hit a, um, uh, hit a uh, power pole and in somewhere in San Jose there was a five mile you know power outage and and we had to go through all of our That business. was your day. And we, yeah. Well, we went through the business continuity manual and, and figured out how to get everything it kind of backed up, up and running, and, and luckily our dispensary you know, was, was only down for an hour. Um, but it's just it's one of those things where you got to kind of plan for everything and yeah. you, you hope to mitigate it so wow.
0: <laughs> um, And how about your relationship with canvas these days? Has it evolved in your time here or what kind of consumer? are you? Yeah, at, uh,
1: yeah I, I love that that you're we're in an industry where you can actually have a relationship with a product, yeah. right? I mean that that to me is is just that statement there it's like I, I relate it to when people say like coffee or people say can you give me my Starbucks or can you give me my coffee and you don't really say that right can you give me my dinner but that 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 possession is there for coffee and we see the exact same thing in cannabis Mm -hmm. so so I think um, for me I look at it as more of just a um, how much more knowledge and respect that I have for the plant and the process and the work that it goes, you know, into actually creating really great, high-quality products. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been really fortunate to have the ability to choose from a lot of great products to be able to integrate cannabis into my daily life, and that's been fantastic. And I, and, I, and I never would have known that. You can take you know lotions for pain. You can take mints to be able to help you know you go to sleep. You can take different gels for um, uh, you know uh, you know di- different issues. So the the amount of products that are out there. Um, are just fantastic. Uh, you know, toasties are a huge hit with me and my friends, yeah. and, and, and with a lot of other people. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's a very lo- it's a very low, low dose uh, low dose option, and, and I and I think you know I I personally um, uh, I, I personally can attest to the that there is a market for microdosing. dosing. Yeah. Um, but it, it's been remarkable to see the amount of form factors and the very quality products, both with Kaleva and our partners. Um, that, you know, I'm able to use on, a, on an ongoing basis.
0: Well, I'm extremely impressed. I knew good things about you guys, but coming here and talking to you and seeing all the stuff, like, Good luck, you guys are doing great work, and I hope you continue. Thank
1: you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah. I think you guys are doing fantastic, so it's an honor to be on the you. show. Thank you,
0: yeah, I'll give you a second to plug whatever you like. Are you guys hiring for anything, or how can the
1: audience help you? Yeah, please, we're hiring away, so go to Caliva.com for sure, um, I appreciate that. We're hiring for everything from supply chain to drivers to wellness consultants to, uh, to marketing uh, people up and down the state. Uh, and then I'd say, you know, check us out, check our products out on our, our favorite partner, ease.com, and then check us out on cleva.menu if you're around the Bay Area and San Jose. And there's a broad selection of products on both.
0: Good stuff, Dennis. Thanks so awesome. much. This yeah, was you. great. Much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.